What's up, Donut Crew? This is TV Donut. I'm Piers Wright. Joining you again with... I'm here with my intrepid co-host, Saskia Werner. Good hello. Good hello to you too, Saskia. And a good hello to you, Hannah Davies. Good hello. Thank you. To all listening and in this room. Yes. What a wonderful day it is today. If this is your first time listening to TV Donut, here's the skinny. Basically... Uh, the three of us select a show more or less sort of at random, semi-arbitrarily. We have been cheating a little lately by picking numbers of shows that we would like to talk about, and this one was mine. I put this number along with many other numbers yes. on a tiny list, and thankfully you guys picked it. There was an element of randomness. I have seen Sports Night which is the show that we picked uh, a few times, so I'm really interested to hear what you guys think of it, seeing it in 20, like 20 years after it was made. Yeah. Well, short answer, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, for some reason it feels really fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, so we watched the pilot, we watched the finale, and now we're going to try to figure out a little bit what happened in the middle. Yeah. And I also just remembered that The Newsroom was actually a show we watched on The Donut and yes. saw it similarly to this, although it was a much shorter season. Yes. This one had 23 episodes, yeah. which is a lot. And uh, it was in the late 90s, 1998. Yeah. But there is, yes. Yeah, to 2000. Great similarities between the two. Um, Starting with the creator. Well, yes. Aaron Sorkin. I Aaron mean, Sorkin. I haven't seen Studio 60, but that's... Another Sorkin that's like behind the scenes. Is it similar it's to on this? On the list, perhaps. It has elements. Yeah, this. That's why, like, I wanted to hear what your guys' opinion was because watching this again, I haven't seen it in a while. I definitely hadn't seen it since I've seen Newsroom. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's the same structure in terms of like, you know, female boss, like male love interest who's like on camera and it's like causing problems and drama, blah blah blah, right? Yeah. yeah. Other than that, like story-wise, it's very different because obviously they're talking sports and comedy. Or it's the a news. lot more dialogue-wise, like the West Wing, where everyone's talking really quickly and they're talking about stuff they don't necessarily explain to you, and that isn't necessarily related to the plot. It's just like stuff people in this room would be talking about that's going on, like this game or that game or whatever. Whereas, like normally in any given television show, because they have so little time, nothing is ever said. By accident, or no. that doesn't lead to something later. If it doesn't make sense in the time, it's going to come up again. Yeah. But not with Aaron Sorkin. Like he'll go anywhere and go off on like like in the pilot, Francis like Dan's having a renaissance, right? Have I told you about my New York Renaissance? Yeah, a lot. You've told me about your New York Renaissance a lot. Last night show. What's up? Christmas free on bail. Casey slept in his office, and I'm having a New York Renaissance. <laughs> Cool. Rundown meetings in five minutes. That doesn't go anywhere. It's just the thing he's talking about. And it's like, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll get into it. But I find the pilot really interesting because to me it feels like two different shows mashed together. And it's like you can Absolutely. see the show Aaron Sorkin wanted to make. And you can see the show the network forced him to make. And they're very different. And, mm -hmm. like, the laugh track is one thing. Thank you. And what the hell? The laugh track was bizarre. I know that, um, because he's talked about it, um, I think on the West Wing Weekly, which is a great podcast you guys should all listen to, um, starring one of the stars of, of the show, Joshua Molina, who plays Jeremy. Um, 
that he like he fought the network on that they would not budge and this is before single camera comedies really existed like there was no office there was no modern family like today it would be a no-brainer that there would no be no laugh track because there's no audience like this it's more like a documentary it should be filmed that way like they're being filmed you know sort of but not really but as we see in this pilot the network doesn't always know what's best for them no so what uh aaron sorkin did was like in each episode during the mix he just had them turn it down a little bit so it just got quieter and quieter until eventually it just goes away and they never got a note on it so they were just like boom gone that's hilarious so even in this first one like it's too quiet so it's like it's weird when it starts happening because you don't understand where it's coming from I rewound to see if it <laughs> the was the first like, time it happens. It's nearby. really jarring. Yeah. I thought I didn't notice it before they went into that little office and had their meeting, and they right. were like, there was laughter. I was like, is that supposed to be people in the room laughing yeah. at his yeah. jokes? It's I'm like, what's happening tell, here? Because right? sometimes it was also delayed, and, and I'm like, something's not right. It's here. the most subtle laugh track I've and ever. And you heard. can tell, like, anytime it's like it's Ooh. like set up joke, like that's a network note. Like they're like, we need more comedy, and like that goes away because like, that's when they put the laugh when they're like and then even how like Jeremy's like flip out speech about like you know if you want proper analysis and I expect you do like you can yeah. just see the network being like oh he needs to be on like a 12 like that's yeah. the comedy of this right yeah. and it's like no the comedy of this is that he cares so much about getting this right yeah and he can do that completely without like freaking out getting up out of his chair and doing, these doing like gestures. a like he's doing a play for everyone you it know feel, that felt like a beat out of like just it's, shoot me yes right? so that's yeah, her trying to make a a three camera comedy and he's trying to make a one camera comedy but it didn't exist so they didn't trust him to do that and it's just like you see the battle through the first season then the second season is just like so good because it's like they're just like oh well aaron sorkin like had west wing he was mm. winning emmys like they just left him alone, finally. But. I thought that the finale was ten times better than the pilot. For sure. Oh, All right, let's this. get into it. I will read the synopsis of the pilot of Sports Night, a show I've been trying to get these two to watch for a really long time, which aired on September 21st, 1998. Already at odds with the network over Casey's recent lack of professionalism, the team is struggling to get the go-ahead to air a human interest feature on an African runner who's about to compete in his first major race since recovering from a potentially career-ending leg injury. Natalie finds herself attracted to Jeremy, a nerdy but knowledgeable applicant for an opening on the production team. I have a question about the runner. Yes. Was that a... Like, in Newsroom, they use real-world stories, right? right? So are they using real-world sports events? I didn't look into that. I should have done a lot more research. It didn't seem like it. It didn't even occur to me. I would doubt it. I put... It's probably um, based... Like, they just looked for... Probably for cool stories, but they probably didn't use real people's names or real yeah. events like definitely that race whatever they said they were airing sounded fake yeah it <laughs> like did. the global 100 whatever right i f- and again don't quote me on this please look it up because i'm sure it's out there i don't feel like aaron sorkin is like a huge sports fan so i'm not sure why this was his first yeah show or why he wanted to do this so i'm sure he relied on his research teams as he did with west wing looking right. up you know, like he politics. Like, yeah, he didn't know all that shit. Like people had to find out for him, and he hired a lot of people who did know that stuff. So I don't know that this is a real something. Nelson was his name. We can look it up, but I don't believe any. Yeah, of, obviously they're talking about real teams, right? right? When they're talking about baseball, yeah, the Bengals. So maybe, all that stuff. maybe he is a maybe this is a real story. They I definitely mean, probably looked for stuff like that that they could use. So why wouldn't you use a real story, right? You know, it could also be a thing. Twenty years ago, this is like his. 
not not his first project, right? This is his second. This is after Studio Sixty. No, Studio Sixty is way after. Oh, this, so this is like his yeah. his, first... his first TV show. Okay, he wrote um, a few. Few Good Men. I was about to say A Few Angry Men. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, no, that's 12 Angry Men. Uh, and did it on Broadway and yeah. got like famous in the kind of like the playwriting world. And then, yeah, this was his first TV series. And then the year after, or I think this one and West Wing, they, like they were ha- running concurrently. So yeah. he was writing both shows every episode. Did they start at the same time? I don't know if this one was like a year and then the West Wing started and then the second season of Sports Night he was doing West Wing. I think that's how it worked out. It's pretty incredible to it have was those crazy. deals on top He was of doing other. an insane amount of yeah, that is a lot. work. And, and he crashed. And it, it's all great. So yeah. it's very cool. But yeah, okay. So this episode uh, we meet our heroes Dan and Casey. I Both love the charming. name Dan Rydell. I don't know why it reminds me of Grace, because I think it's like Rydell High. Rydell High, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so every time he says Dan Rydell, I'm like, I don't know why, it just makes me smile. Uh, I love these two guys. Like, just Oh, they're so great. So Peter much, Krause is so charming. He's though. so talented, and this was before Six Feet Under, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was. Yep. So this is like my first getting to know him. And That's then Josh Charles... Strong. Uh, I've been in love with Josh Charles since, like, you know, when I first started to understand what love was, and like all of my girlfriends, like Dead Poet Society. He was just like he's so handsome in that movie, and he was kind of like a like the charming like Ivy League boy in all those movies back then in the like late eighties, early nineties. And I just his smile. Anyways, he's amazing in The Good Wife. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Josh Charles is great. So, uh, Dan's giving Casey a hard time about getting out of the house. He's like, I am out of my house. I moved out of my house six months ago. Guess like, what? He's divorced. Okay. Uh, we get this whole He's runner. sleeping at the office. About where, yes, he doesn't, yeah, he didn't go home. Um, or he has no home. We're not really sure. Uh, they have this whole run about where, where Helsinki is. That was Might very be in Finland. I, yeah, I think it's funny. in Sweden. Yeah. It's in Finland. It's in Switzerland, they and also said. Dan is for sure that he's right. I could not tell you if he was because I, I suck at geography, but uh, he's uh, he wasn't wearing any pants, so I hope he's not the smartest person in that room. See, I thought... I know it's there, but the longer this scene went on, the yeah. less you sure start doubting yourself. It like, is Finland. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Okay. And then they have a recurring joke in the like finale, right, where like they they're at the, they can't find the right field or the right whatever. There's, is this happening again? They don't know. They're arguing about wherever it is. Anyways, yeah. it's really funny. It was. Um, but yeah, this whole opening scene is just seeing how the show runs, which the show is called Sports Night, and it's a nightly show that they do at midnight where they talk about what's happened in the sports that day. And their boss is... Isaac? Well, yes. Isaac runs the station. I think the show's going to hell in a handbasket, and I'm ready to fire the whole bunch of you. Yes, but you won't, because we're all family here, and I'm just like a daughter to you. No. This is a television show here, and you're very much like an employee to me. I gotta give Casey some slack, Isaac. Why? Why do I have to give him some slack? That's the question. You can't tell me. I can't tell the network. Isaac... What, is there something going on between the two of you? Absolutely not. Then why? Because I owe it to him. That's why we all do. Now he's having some personal problems. Oh, I know all about his problems. You know, the network knows about his problems, too, as a result of which they become my problems. And I'm saying that at the very most, I want them to be your problem. Got it. Do you? Yes. Good. Dana runs the show. Right, yes. She's played by Felicity Huffman, who's, mm. again, like, Hello. what an amazing treat to get... You she's know, so great. Yeah, she's 60 delightful. 60 hours yes. of her hard work. Yeah. 
and so long ago. Uh, and then there's Natalie, <sighs> who is kind of like her, like you know, second in command. And that's the whole crew. And then they need to hire someone, and that's why they say to Isaac, like, this is the reason for this whole Finland debacle is because we don't have enough staff, so we're going to hire a new associate producer. And I was like, oh, I found the perfect guy, and also he's like super hot. And then we meet him, and you're like, so really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, uh, Joshua. Yes. Joshua who actually, Malia. I think is hotter now. Well, and he's on Scandal or was on Scandal for years, but and I mean he's dressed and not he's not meant hot. to be. Yeah, exactly. And he looks uh, so, so much like uh, Nick Kroll. I thought this was a young Nick Kroll. No, when it's first so came funny. On. Uh, like, they totally Bob could, Saget. Yeah, for me. Yes, also. Yeah. So but funny. a young one. So yeah. Not in, not at this time. Right. They have not aged to look the same, well, I shall say. We will tweet this episode and, and add Joshua Molina in it and hopefully yeah. he'll listen to this and love him. It's totally yeah. possible. He yeah. did an entire podcast. That's true. Himself. All, all about the West Wing. Do we yeah. mention Robert Guillen? Yes. He's great. He's Crazy. better in the pilot. Because um, we don't see him at all. Isaac. Think, no. Ah, yes. Yeah. We and do see him for a minute. For a minute, but yeah. it's... He's... I don't have a donut question, but he had a stroke yeah, in the real say. world. Oh. Yeah. Really? Okay. And uh, was gone for most of the season. He's wow. Not, he's not in this... Because I thought, like, you know, that's, that's a donut question. Obviously, he shows up. He says he's been gone for six weeks and that he had a stroke and... You know, I thought you'd be like, well, what part of the storyline, what was happening in the episode? Like, nothing. He had the stroke. Wow. And so they just wrote it into, wow. but you don't see it. Like, you know, it happens off camera on a, on a flight that he's on. That on is a shame show. because I was really, I yeah. that's really pilot. upsetting. Yeah. So he's that's back in the season? second that's season awesome. for sure. Yes. And he's Woo-hoo. great and we love him. But yeah, that did, it was very sad and obviously hard for all of them. Stroke's so, so scary. Sucky. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Dan, uh, oh, right, Isaac comes in to see, like, okay, what's going on with Casey's mood? He's so ready to fire everybody, our, basically. Our first, cause of, just because of the Finland <laughs> thing, uh, our first clue that, like, something is not going well here. But yeah. we, you know, obviously he's, you know, we know about the divorce, so obviously put two and two together, like, okay, obviously he's not... And, and, he does, and he's living in his office. And he does spend the bulk of this episode being extremely negative. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah. he's funny. Yeah. He's, he's not wrong about he doesn't things, but he's not... seem to give a fuck. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so this, well, what sparks it, or, you know, his anger in this episode is an athlete, Jason Grissom, mm. is arrested at a strip club for punching someone in the face mm-hmm. or some kind of assault or whatever, whatever. And he starts talking about, you know, what sports has turned into and, you know, references O.J. Simpson, obviously, and Tanya Harding and just says, like, what? what's the quote that he says about them being, um, like, protecting them? PR men for punks and thugs. <laughs> <laughs> to announce that we have to talk. What's up? Well... I've been thinking about this for a while. I mean, I want you to know that I've given this some thought. I think yesterday's got to go in the first sense. I'll tell you why. I'm thinking about leaving the show. For how long? I've been thinking about it for a while now. I didn't ask you how long you were thinking about leaving the show. I asked you how long you were thinking about leaving the show for. For good. You get an offer? No, I didn't get an offer, Danny. I'm not not going to another show. I'm talking about getting out of sports. Why? Look, I'm just tired of it. Tired of what? But first this, Sacramento power forward Jason Grissom was released by a judge in Houston this morning after posting a $5,000 bond. 
Which, by the way, he paid in cash he happened to have in his pocket. So Jason Grissom's a jackass. You know Jason Grissom. Look, I got into this because I like getting people to like sports. And I've turned into a PR man for punks and thugs. Now, any atrocity, no matter how ridiculous or hideous or childish, it doesn't matter. I make it sports. Ten-cent bag man waxes skater's leg with a crowbar, that's sports. Second-round draft pick gets cranky to Houston bar, and that's sports. And let's not forget the mother of all great sports stories, a double homicide in Brentwood. If you want to talk, I'm all for it. Really, I am. But let's talk about what you need to talk about, okay? The moral decay in American sports isn't the problem here, all right? Look, it is the no. problem. I, and that's, like, not... He's not completely wrong. No. Because, you know, there is a point in the late 90s, and it's gotten much worse, where, like, news, quote-unquote, turned into, like, what famous people are doing. And it's like, okay, but that's not about the sport. That's just, no. like, you know what happened in a strip club and like that's what we have to talk about for like half the show now like you know it's just i don't know yeah it's barely I totally get his point but dan has another point which is like that's not your actual problem here like you quitting your job isn't gonna save sports and like bring back the integrity it's like, not gonna you're make just, your wife and kid like you yeah you're just unhappy and you want you think that'll change things but it won't right was his wife always in the same city as him well, they obviously lived together for some reason. For I some, thought that for some length of time. For some t- point, I I had it in my head that she but, lived in a different city. But then mm. in the finale, it was very clear that they were in New York. Well, he says in but, the pilot that he only gets to see them on Wednesdays and every second weekend. Yeah, it would be so a, I think that's yeah. They probably live. She hasn't moved away or anything. No. But we don't. We didn't meet the mother. No. no we, we, just do the we ever? In the I don't finale. think so. She's just an off-screen. That's interesting. That's Again, interesting I could be wrong Kid about that. He came with the new nanny. Yeah, Charlie. that was interesting. Yeah, who's one of Jed Bartlett's daughters, Ellie. Oh. And I was like, I know you. You're going to be on another show. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really great. Okay, so uh, they have this rundown meeting. Yes, this is when this is when I first noticed the laugh track. Yeah, I was like, "What is what?" Is? Which goes way off scene. kilter because no one except Dana is actually doing their job. They're all talking about some kicker who screwed up and is going to get fired and whatever. No, he'll whatever. get hired somewhere. No, he won't. Uh, <laughs> he can't kick. Yeah, what is funny about this is JJ, the network guy. Like, is this, like, Aaron is, like, blatantly shitting on the network. Yeah. That's forcing him to do, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. so bad. But, it, like, he he does it. Like, this guy, JJ, doesn't have redeeming qualities. He's just, like, the network. Yeah. He's concerned about this se- uh, segment they're going to do about this runner that we talked about earlier, Nelson. Commercial two, then on to segment 24. Actually, I'd like to go back to 23 if nobody minds. Any chance we could do a little later? I want to move this along. The network would like me to address this now. JJ Dana's the producer. We like to give her the impression she's in charge. (laughs) It's just that we're a little short on time. Segment 24. I have some concerns about segment 23. Is this you or the network? In these meetings, Casey, mine is the voice of the network. Wow, JJ. (laughs) What are your concerns? Who is Antizaki Nelson, and why are you doing a three-minute and 20-second feature on him? Natalie! Antizaki Nelson's a South African distance runner, 15,000 meters. As a schoolteacher in Jamestown, he led protests against the white majority. That's swell, but folks, I have... (laughs) He was beaten up and thrown in jail. His legs were broken, and the doctor said he'd never walk without a cane. He's 41 years old, and guess what he's doing tonight? It doesn't matter, because I've already changed the channel. He's running in the World Pacific Games, an event this network is carrying live tonight at 9. 
The Ntozaki Nelson features promoting... Look, I am all for you guys spotlighting our other programming. But can't we find a good-looking 22-year-old American who might actually win? Well, if you find him, send him over to my place. But in the meantime... Look, I have a ratings book on my desk that's very instructive. Now, it says that our key demographics, including 11 to 17-year-olds who watch your morning rerun over breakfast, do not want to see features about 41-year-old, politically oppressed, third-world distance runners. Now, they are instructing us, and I think it's a good idea to listen. I've got Jason Grissom on the phone. JJ... Danny and I have hosted shows in the fifth and third largest markets in the country, and we've received awards for journalistic excellence. I'd prefer not to take my instructions from 11-year-olds. And the next time you sit in our rundown meeting and I hear the voice of the network come out of your mouth, I'm going to put my foot on your throat. He's like 41 years old. He had his legs broken for, like, standing up against, you know, racism yeah. in yeah. South Africa. He would never walk again without a cane. And yeah. now he's racing. And now, he's going to race. Now look at him. And they're like, he's like, well, our research says that, like, our younger demo doesn't give a crap about that. Can't we find a white guy who's American and actually might win this race? And Felicity Huffman was like, well, if you find him, send him to my bed. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Felicity. Like, That's not what she would say in this meeting. Maybe she would. But they say no. Yeah. Forget it. We're still going to... We're doing this. Like, this race is airing on your network. We're promoting your network. Like, yeah. stop being annoying. And then friggin' Peter Krause, Casey, gets a call from this dude, strip club dude. Just gonna go talk to him, interview him. And then he, like, freaks out on the network guy and is like, I will, like, put my foot on your throat yeah. if you ever, like, get in our way again or whatever. It's like... Voice of the network? Whoa. Fuck in you, man. In this meeting, it was so escalated and like no one even thought it was weird they were like sorry about that yeah it was <laughs> like a huge a, argument what kind of authority does he have he is he's the face he, of the network no or, i mean casey oh casey you no authority can't none threaten the <laughs> network in rundown meetings with violence yeah like with quitting sure or yeah. like i don't even know but to, any, my anything foot down your throat man on your throat yeah. on it Ooh, i didn't like that God damn you, Peter Krause. Don't be so angry. Anywho. And then, uh, yeah, at the, yes, they have a conversation about him in which they say that he has less on-air charm than my high school driving instructor. Yeah. True. He has no charisma First good anymore. network note. Anymore. Which, First but he note. used to be the most charismatic guy you could imagine. Yeah. And you could see it. Yeah, because he oh. had a passion for sports. You could see it. He used to love his job. Yeah. And now he's just doing it, going through the motions. Yeah. And then we get a cool little power dynamic where basically... Uh, Dan's like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Felicity Huffman's like, fuck off. And then Network leaves and it's revealed, okay, now we actually have to deal with this before they make us deal with it so we don't lose you face. Know, power and yeah, face. Yeah, totally. And it's like, you know, we've not been in these meetings, but we, we know exactly that that's exactly how it works, right? It's like you yeah. protect your crew and then you fix the problem anyway. So they don't come in and fire everybody. Because yeah. <laughs> they can do what they want. It's their money. So if you want to keep running your crew, <laughs> yeah. you have to actually run it. Yeah, it's pretty stressful. In the middle of this, Jeremy is waiting for his interview. And he talks to Dana about the satellites. And why she's <laughs> not getting a good feed from like Buenos Aires, I think it was, or something. Can't even yeah, remember. Mexico City. They bounce off a relay. Yeah, he knows the like, exact longitude the latitude. Clouds, and she's like, I'm not ready for you, bro. Then she goes to talk to Casey. Literally. She's like, you're fucking up my show. Hey. Casey. Listen, I need you to take 30 seconds off the NFL injury report and give it to me for the uh, intro on ACC recruiting violations. Fine. Thanks. You're screwing up my show, Casey. Keep the 30 seconds. That's not what I mean. I know. I was joking. I know you were joking. 
Yeah, I could tell by the way you didn't laugh at all when I said it. That's because I'm mad at you, and also it wasn't that funny. <laughs> Dana, did you come in here to give me a pep talk? Because if you came in here to give me a pep talk, I'm assuming that it already happened, that it worked, and that I'm peppy. Casey, sit down. Now, I know you think that there are 250 other people in this no, business who produce this show. No, I don't think there are 250 other people Whether you're right, whether you're wrong, I'm the one that has the job, and I love it. I love producing Sports Night. I live from 11 to midnight, and the rush is so huge, I don't come down till 3 o'clock in the morning. I love doing Sports Night, and you used to, too. Now, I came in to tell you that it looks like Cleveland's going to go to a four-man rotation for the stretch drive. I came in to tell you that it looks like segments 16 through 21 might have to get condensed for a possible story coming out of South Bend. But mostly, I came in to tell you, you are screwing up my show. Uh, you need to get your shit together. He's like, I don't want a pep talk. Blah, 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 blah. It's like being a real ass. Um, question. Were they supposed to be the ship for the season? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, we see in the finale that we'll get to that, but... We see that the, they discuss it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well, her fiancé yeah. says you're in love with Casey and you do a terrible job at right. covering it up, right? right? You don't see anything in either of these episodes to indicate that Casey has romantic feelings but for it is. Dana, except for when he does thank her at the end of this episode. But even that could be, like, strictly platonic, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, definitely. Okay. They, I feel, okay. and again, I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. I really should have researched all of this, that they had already been together. It's like it's the same yeah. as the newsroom. Like they were in a relationship at one point before he was married, but maybe or like in college or something. Right. A long time. Cause he's yeah. just fresh out of the divorce. Yeah. He's been divorced yes. for whatever he says at the beginning. Six Doesn't even have six a Six months. Yet. Yeah. A home. But... You know, tweet at me if that's not even true. Because I don't fucking know. Maybe she just really liked him in college, but he was, like, too much of a player. Or he was, you know, always right. dating this girl, woman. The, the timing was never right. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I could be so... I'm so... No, I think... I'm sure you're right. This, y'all. You guys should just watch the episodes, and then you'll find out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, Casey, uh, she's like, I, I know you th- think 250 other people could do this job, but I love this job, and you used to love it, too. And then she just kind of, like, walks out, let them, like, let that sink in. Yeah. She interviews Jeremy. Uh, he wants him. to talk about... Uh, uh, baseball football is his strong first. suit. Football right. and then baseball. Yeah, and then she's like, well, well, let's talk about the Knicks. Let's talk about basketball, yeah. What are the three things the Knicks have to do to win next season? Pretty straightforward question. Yeah. He loses it. Yeah. Well, he gives three things, but then he's like, those are easy things. Like, he wants to, like, give an analysis, an in-depth analysis and take 20 minutes or yeah. whatever. He wants the right answer. We see how neurotic he is. Yeah, and she's like, this is TV. Shit's gonna go down. You can't wig out is you, the term she says yeah you don't always have 20 minutes to come up with an answer yeah sometimes you have no minutes time. but he gets God, the get nah, he gets the job we'll put the freak out here jeremy this is dana whitaker we've met yes you have an impressive resume let me ask you some questions you look nervous i'm okay would you like a glass of water uh no thank you a soft drink we have fresca if you're taking orders i'll have the hair pasta and a nice merlot i'm just can we i'm just trying i'm know. just trying to become professional. professionalism is all i'm saying no, i can come back later what are your favorite sports Beg your pardon? Where are you strongest? Oh, football. Great. Let's talk about basketball. I said football. I heard you. Let's talk about basketball. Uh, we can talk about baseball or hockey. Oh, you're pretty strong in baseball and hockey, are you? Not as 
strongest Good. football. But let's talk about the Knicks. <clears throat> I walked right into that one, didn't I? Well, I left the door wide open for you. Shot of bourbon? Please. Sit. I'm sorry, that was harsh. I hurt your feelings. <laughs> Name three things the Knicks need to do this season to make it to the finals. Um, I couldn't get another question. You will, but not till I hear an answer to the first one. What do the Knicks... Three things the Knicks need to do to contend. Ms. Whitaker, I would be great at this job. You gotta believe me when I tell you I've been training my whole life for it. I've crunched stats, I've broken down film, and there wasn't a team at my high school that didn't have me for an equipment manager. I have read every box score in every newspaper that's printed in English and has a sports section, and I have seen Sports Night every night since your first broadcast, two years, two months, and a week ago today. Now, yes, sure, indeed. I can tell you what Ewing and Oakley are shooting from the field and that you're not going to stop John Starks if he squares up to the basket and put any defensive pressure on Charlie Ward. He's going to fold like a cheap card table. But if you're asking me for genuinely sophisticated analyses, and I sense that you are, <laughs> you've got to give me some time, at least 20 minutes. And then stupid Casey goes to Dan, is like, you know what? Bye-bye, I want to go. I'm going to quit. I'm not getting out of sports. Uh, that's when he, like, he said he gives a speech about being a PR man for punks and thugs and talks about OJ Simpson, talks about his kid who like looks up to these athletes who are actually all just like criminals. Uh, and yeah, Dan's like pissed off and it's just like, look, Dana has been protecting you with a whip and a chair. And I thought that was a really good line. Yes. It's like, it's such a visual image um, from the network. He's like, we, I never said anything at the time, but I don't think your wife had any affection for you. She was cold and horrible and we never <sighs> liked her. And we <sighs> love you. We hear people here love you. Yeah. And you're being a total asshole and you've been being an asshole for a long time. It's like pretty good. Like that's yeah. the scene I think in this pilot where you see what this show could be. Look, Danny, I know I'm leaving no, you alert, but it. you should definitely quit your job because that way sports will be good again. Yeah. Also, your wife shall take you back and you could be a role model for your son. Knowing as we do how, how women and children, you know, admire the bitter and the unemployed. Are you mental? I'll see you at airtime. Yeah, one thing you definitely don't want to do is talk to your friends. You know, I wouldn't do that. Hey, I know you're pissed, and that's fine, but canning the sarcasm wouldn't be out of line. Fine in line rhymed. I move fine to the second sentence. Danny, you're going to find another partner. Anybody would kill to do this show with you. I've been here every day, Casey. Every day. And I have kept my mouth shut because that's what you asked me to do. But if you'd have asked me... I'd have told you that Lisa is an angry, unhappy, punishing woman. And in 10 years, there's never been a single moment that has suggested to me she has any affection for you at all. And I have no patience for people like that. Now, the people here, they like you. Isaac, Natalie, Kim, Elliot. I don't know who this new guy Jeremy is, but he seems to like you just fine. <laughs> have you even noticed that Dana's been keeping JJ and the network away from you with whipping a chair? Huh? Have you noticed that she's been risking her job for you every day? And do you really think, my friend, it has that much to do with your talent? These are people who like you, okay? Guys. I know what you've been going through, and for three months now, Guys. you have shown us nothing but the back of your hand. And now you're going to show us the door? Well, excuse me, all right? But the wisdom of your decision isn't entirely clear to me here. Excuse okay? me, fellas. Yeah, I'm pissed. And you know what? I'm tired of it. Dan, Casey. What? There's something going on you're going to want to see. Come on. Yeah, well, it's like a, almost like a family comedy. Yeah. Right? Like, And we see that in the finale as well, considering it even ends on a photo oh, of everyone the together. Oh, scenes are so funny. Yeah, it's so insane. They're insane. Yes, exactly. Very, so, very heightened reality for, like I think, a real TV. Yeah. Role. His wife's name is Lisa. Sorry, I'm trying to find this. Forgot it. Anyways, yeah, she's like, no, you're showing us the door. Anyways, amazing speech. In the middle of them screaming at each other at work in front of everybody. 
uh, Kim runs up and is like, you guys, there's something you have to see. You've got to come. This is something amazing is happening. And this runner, Nelson, is not only winning the race, but he is doing it in record time. He's running faster than any human has ever run before. He's it's an incredible ahead. moment. Yeah. The whole office is watching. He's not really way ahead because you can see the people, people running behind him. Yeah. He's way ahead in the first shot. The first the shot, there was, like, huge distance. <laughs> they were, like, really close. Yeah. It was... It's crazy. And uh, Casey immediately calls his son and tells him, like, you gotta just watch it. Watch them run, and I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Like, who this guy is and what he's been through and what he stood up for. And, it, like, it completely flips him into, like, deciding to care about his job again. This show does a great job of selling sports to you. Of, like, why they're yeah. important and why they're exciting That's and what true. is amazing about them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so true. I, I don't that. need that lesson, but I'm glad it's there. We already know. Like, speaking yeah. of which, Stanley Cup final. Go Blues. Tonight. Also go Raptors. It's definitely the final tonight. Hopefully. Uh, Isaac is looking for Casey, uh, possibly going to fire him. He asks Casey how he's doing. Casey says he's absolutely okay. But it's the way he says it that you know it's like, no, he's great. He's so great. Yeah. And there's not going to be any more problems. And uh, he goes on the air and he tells Dan, you are right. It's never going to happen again. You know, I've been dropping the ball. You've been, you know, working, doing all the heavy lifting around here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they talk about how they're going to go to a bar and beat up people people they they don't don't like, like, which is is insane. Yeah. That's a very... They do a side five. What? They... Fist bumped, didn't they? Did they side five? It I was like to it was like the, it was, was like weird. did they invent the fist bump? Because people were not <sighs> fist bumping back then. Thank you. Okay, thank you for saying that. I literally wrote fist bump. It was mark? super weird. Okay. I thought it was a fist bump. It was a very weird. I feel slap. like she's right. It couldn't have been because we had fist bumps in the nineties. No, yeah, just not even real. Yeah, and then the yeah stupid Dan. I was like, he's back. That's yeah, the, that's the, he's this last scene and didn't do it for me. I was like, no, no. And then yeah, Casey calls her down to the stage. Says, you know, no one could produce this show but you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. And Dan's, like, looking out of the corner of his eye. Like, that's what makes me think that something has previously happened between them. Because why are they making such a big deal of Dan, like, watching them interact? Right. It's just the edit. Yeah. Tells you everything you need to And she cries. And she cries on his shirt. Like, this, again, love this show. It's pretty intense. Love Aaron Sorkin's writing. He needs to always have a, a female writer on his staff check his his female characters because they're all the fucking same and it's okay for some women to be like super emotional and high strung and like freak out all the time but right. like not all women are like that no some are very different from that well and where's the guys that freak out and have emotional Ooh, well exactly right? like, yeah but well, we're I out just, there <laughs> it's true. I just I don't love the way he writes Felicity, and that was my biggest problem with the newsroom is the way he wrote um, Emily yeah. Mortimer or whatever, whoever it is that I think it's not Mac. Thank you. Felicity is a frustrating combination of like precise and frazzled, and then even Natalie. Like, what's the difference character wise between Natalie and Dana? Natalie takes orders. Well, that, that's different in their it, job, right? but their personalities that's are it. basically the same. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. One subordinate, they're the same person. It's otherwise. not that interesting, but this is a really good show. Okay. Oh, well, and Natalie's attracted to. Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah, which <laughs> which is a big difference. Felicity Huffman would never. Be. Mm. All right, let's talk about the finale, episode twenty three. Yes, I'm going. I'm going. What kind, what of, kind day of day has, has it been? been? Amazing title. 
This is probably the best show we've ever watched off ABC. May 4th, 1999. Oh, man. Yeah. We have had only... That's true. They definitely did not ABC know what they had. Yeah. Right? We had, well, this is, we will this talk is about that moment. after our next episode. Our next episode is going to be our 100th show. Yeah, it's so exciting. extremely exciting. And then we're going to do a top 18 of talking about the best things we've watched. So we should definitely take a look at like what network everything was on. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like We should give a special award to one net, well, whatever network we think each gave the best performance over the years. It's going to be it's hard HBO. to be HBO. It's, it's going to be, be hard. But I, might, I might go CW, you know? My Gilmore Girls or... Buffy, oh, there's a lot of choices. Okay. May 3rd, 1999. Uh, Gordon has an announcement for Dana. Dan helps Casey and his son Charlie with a problem. Dana has a big new camera and she's threatening to use it. Isaac's back. That is such a TV guide wow. episode synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Casey's got a big old camera. It's really funny. When they're bad on the West Wing, they re- they rewrite them on the West Wing Weekly, but I never do that. I never even pre-read them, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Not going to start now. No, you, no, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. So this episode also starts with Casey and Dan. Are, are, they're the real love story of this show. Uh, do all the episodes they start like this? They aren't going to make out. Yeah, pretty much. There's a formality. Yes. Please stop moving. Strange formality. Why do you worry about it? Because I'm his father. You know what he started doing? He started shaking hands with me. He's nine. You'll see when he comes by tomorrow. He'll be like, hi, Dad. What is that? Leave him alone. Five minutes to air. First team in the studio, please. On the other hand, he started playing baseball well. Yes. Did I mention yesterday's game? Yes, you did. In fact, I believe I know the stats. Three for three with two RBIs, two walks, and a stolen base. Yes. Well, you don't think that's impressive? I think it's very impressive. You bet your butt that's impressive. It is. He started off slow, but turns out he's got some game. He does. You're done. That boy can play ball. I think about taking him out of school. I see you joke about this. I'm not kidding. There's nothing he can learn in fourth grade that he can't pick up in a good minor league farm system. Three for three with two RBIs, two walks, and a stolen base. You should be his agent, because that usually works out well, too. I'm just saying. They follow a, a style. Of like being on the set and yeah. I mean, it's a great reminder. Here's what they do. Here's what we do for a living, exactly. And he's worried about again Charlie because he keeps shaking everyone's hand all the time, and he thinks this is like a weird habit that he's adopted. I don't know. To me, it makes sense. Like your parents are splitting up. You want to like feel more grown up or like yeah, get your dad to you know. respect you. Yeah, yes, yeah. You start try control. to act more like him. I don't know. It is. Totally uncomfortable. I get it for the parents. It's Same super as, like, weird. Yeah, especially if you shake his hand. Can you imagine, like, every time your dad comes home, you shake his hand? No. Uh, <laughs> it would be really not. weird. Yeah, like, with no hug? Give me if a hug. If you mix the two. Then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, but Saski is looking like, ah, all right, <laughs> maybe. I still don't need to shake. been playing baseball, and he's done really well, and he's repeating the stats over and over again and telling everybody. And Dan's like, whoa, you should just take him out of school. Like, let him play baseball <laughs> full time. Full time, you know. It's, like, really funny. Dan, in the meantime, is freaking out about Rebecca. And why she hasn't come crawling back to him yet. We don't get to meet her, but he certainly talks about her yeah. a lot in this episode and asks everyone. I will tell you she was played by Terry Polo. Mm-hmm. I know why she didn't come crawling back. Yeah, because... Because Dan's kind of kind of sleazy. She, she went back to her husband, they say. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
still have a donut no. question that's, that's about her, so I won't get too much into the details of that. But that is a true fact. She did go back to her husband. Wow. And then, yeah, we find out that Dana has a new camera. She wants to take a group picture, and they say, quote, this is part of her psychotic episode. Mm. I don't have a donut question about that either, because you basically got an answer later in this episode, but it was, like, this woman was up for her job and this rival, and, like, not only did her boyfriend sleep with her, Casey also slept with her. And so then, since that happened, she's been, like, Flipping out. That explains a lot because I couldn't figure out why she was so manic about this camera. Like yeah. until later when that stuff is. And this revealed, was kind of like, oh, like a two-part episode because she bought the camera in the previous episode. Oh, yeah, which I didn't remember either until I was reading for the like making donut questions or whatever. So it's like it's, there's assume- even more about this camera than we got, which is kind of crazy. How? Maybe this is a question. How long ago do we get the reveal about the cheating boyfriend? Was it in the well, last she episode? Says, she says it. She right says here, it. They got engaged six two months, weeks later. Six months of fighting about me caring too much about work. Yes. Then you proposed to me. Then two days later, you tell me you slept with the person that was trying to take my job. And then six weeks later, you want to call it off. Okay. So that's like mid-season. So six weeks ago. Like, yes. Yeah, there you go. It wasn't like just in the I'm last I'm just trying episode. to figure, yeah, like, was it on top of the camera? Did she buy the camera for the marriage? What was You're like, no. how much do these yeah, pieces no, tie together? Yeah, no, just like spiraling for a long time. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's a yeah. long time to be losing your shit. And now she's just completely losing it. Like, why is she even marrying this Gordon dude? Anyway, we'll get into it. Well, I, yeah, no idea. We will get into it. Jeremy is going on about a ninth inning rally. Jeremy, seven pitches. You believe that? Yes, I do. Three batters, seven pitches. What do you got? Nothing. Bottom of the order went down on seven pitches. Maybe tomorrow. Whatever happened to the ninth inning rally, huh? Yeah, and why don't we use semicolons anymore? This show needs a ninth inning rally. I think under the circumstances, the show is doing fine. Oh, I think so, too. Then why'd you say we need a ninth inning rally? I wasn't speaking metaphorically. I meant the show could use an actual ninth inning rally. The show hasn't even started yet. I'm not talking about the show. I'm saying, wouldn't it be great if the show we're about to do included a ninth inning rally? And we're saying that in order to have a ninth inning rally, the show would have to necessarily begin from a disadvantageous position, which neither one of us thinks would be great. I'm going to start again, because that's how completely you've both missed the point. This is like literally a who's on first joke, because they don't understand that he is saying... They need a game in which a ninth inning rally occurs because that would be good for the show to talk about. Yes. And they think he's saying that their show needs a ninth inning rally. And then they keep explaining to him that nothing has gone wrong with the show. So you don't need to rally if you haven't already failed. Yes. And it just goes around in a circle literally for this whole episode. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It was all right. Uh, Casey also talks about... um, Dan not traumatizing the new nanny. Which was interesting. And yeah, that was really weird. come back up again. And I didn't, again, should have looked into it. It didn't seem like he caused the old nanny. To because he does talk to the nanny and is like, yeah, I know this, like, you know, I've been briefed on whatever happened. Yes. With previous nanny. So yeah, it was that was just weird. Maybe it's, he just like hits on people too much. They maybe? did bring up the fact that she was the new nanny a few times. Yeah. So I'm like, what, like, did something happen between him and the nanny? But I didn't get the sense that that... I should have done a nanny question. Yeah, I didn't all... even look into it. No, they definitely nothing happened. This nanny would have been way more cautious around him if that was the case. Yeah. Or I think the that opposite. It's just maybe the lack of she? a nanny was like a big drama for them. 
I'm so sorry, guys. It's it's okay. I don't know. It doesn't seem important to the episode. Yeah. It wasn't in any of... No mention of the nanny was in any of the other descriptions of the episodes. So it couldn't have been, like, a major plot point. Let's just chalk it up to, like... This show still has episodic details. Maybe Aaron Sorkin was having a nanny problem? (laughs) (laughs) I think the most likely... That's how he's, this is how he deals with all his problems, is he just makes people into characters. So funny. Uh, yes. And then they try to take the very first picture. Yep, Casey's not there. He's Where is he? interviewing Michelle Kwan, who apparently dissed Dan at the ESPYs. Dan was supposed to be there instead of Casey. She would have easily taken a picture Dan. without Dan. Yeah. But to, not without Casey. To no. our millennial listeners, uh, but, uh, Michelle Kwan used to be important. She's a figure skater. She's, she's still, still important. important. She's... Very important. Yeah. And, well, but then they were like, let's take a test picture anyway, now that we've this thing set up here and this beautiful flash. Yeah. And Jeremy is just, like, making fun of her. Like, that's her, your boss. Like, what are you doing, dude? But he, like, can't help himself. And she's like, oh, I read the owner manual, blah, 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 blah. It does. Well, this bit is ridiculous. It I is hated so, this camera. It's, it's yeah, crazy. I agree. It's, it went on for a really long time. Uh, like, well, it, well, it's like the B story, basically. Uh, well, yeah. no, it's it's, it's got C three story. beats. It's yeah. got three beats. It's a C story. But the thing is, you know exactly what's going to happen each time. They they time it really well. Yeah, like it's play it plays out well. I'm not saying they they did it badly. It's just like. Ah, uh, she's going to have trouble taking the photo. And then yeah. the last photo, and then, everyone, they'll be the problem, not the machine. Yeah. And they've done it on so many so comedies. Many comedies. Yeah. It's just like, we could have thought of a more original finale yeah. runner. The second for the time. Season, for the first season, yeah. this is your, like, go out strong. Go and it's like, they should have, like, at least needed the photo for something. Like, some kind of stakes. Yeah. Whereas, like, she just wants to take a photo. Like, that could happen on with any new day. camera. At any time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I totally agree with you. Not their strongest, but after 23 episodes, they're probably tired. I got yeah, most annoyed at the po- point when they already took the picture the first time and the flash was delayed and then it did happen after like five or six seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, oh, I don't know what's happening here. After literally four seconds, I'm like, just be patient for another, a little a little bit, like the first time. The flash is just delayed and it's going to happen yeah. if you just wait another second. They they repeat. They repeat the same story. thing. Yeah, well, but it's alright. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's true they do that. Uh, okay, so Charlie's really worried about being late. He doesn't want to wait around, but Casey's not back from interviewing Michelle Kwan. Charlie arrives with the new nanny. Yeah, and uh, Dan gives him a hard time for not coming to his office to say hi. Charlie. Hey, Dan. What is up with you not coming by to say hi? I wasn't here. I can see that you're in here. Can you see that over there? That's my office. I make it a six and a half second walk from here. What do you think? Sorry. Yeah, sorry don't make the buttercup shine. Who's your friend? Hi, I'm Holly. I'm the new nanny. Deborah. I lived through the trauma. Yeah. Listen, I need to speak to Charles for a sec if you feel like taking five. Sure. The stats he's been giving his dad are from an episode (laughs) of the show from like two nights ago. So it's like the real baseball player did those things, like stealing the base. He doesn't know what a stolen base even is. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, I didn't want to tell my dad and I, you know, I don't want to play and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it's sad. He's trying to be like, you know what? Just talk to him. Like, it's fine. You don't have to be pretend to be something that you're not. Do you for think your dad to love you? I don't know enough about baseball that when he was rattling off the stats, I had no idea how good 
it was. Right. But do you think Dan would have known because he's basically using professional player stats, which would be I think it's just it's something like, that came out of his mouth two days ago, so he just remembers it, like the, in that exact said it. pattern. Yeah. It's like you know he got you know two two hits, whatever, three bases, like one stolen base or whatever it was. Like, it's just like he just remembers having. He's a sports nut, yeah, right? Yeah. Like we do. There was one scene we didn't talk about where he's coming into work and he's like taking money off all his coworkers. So he's like betting on all these games, which is like not legal, and he's doing it with the people that work for him. Yeah, like it's just like there's a lot of problems. Nuts. Way he's, to go. He's not very responsible. He's just very cute, though. So then fucking Gordon shows up. Uh, Dana's, like, literally standing still waiting for him, which didn't make sense. Like, why does she have to stay in that room for him to show up? Yep, couldn't leave. Can't wait in her office or, like, with Charlie? Uh, I was confused by that. I thought I had missed a beat. I thought, like, like, her boss was coming or whatever. Or somebody had made her be like, don't leave this spot or you'll be fired. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, like, before cell phones. It's, like... You have yeah. to have a place to meet, but yeah, that this whole thing super weird. This whole subplot, like the fact that he comes to her work, yeah, and we already talked about what happened. Like he basically is like he's humming and hawing, and then she's like, "Well, unless you're about to break up with me." He looks at the ground. Yeah, and then they he's have this up. whole. She screams at him like, "You know, you've been a dick to me for six months, and you fucking propose." Like the only reason that you even proposed, you felt bad that you slept with the Sally lady. What were we talking about, Dana? That was a joke. Look. It was a joke. I know. I'm just saying, I think I'm funnier than you giving me credit for being in the past. Here's what I've been thinking the past few days. I'm just saying, if you're calling off the engagement because you don't think I'm funny Would you enough, stop? You're angry right Dana, now? You're mad at me? I'm not you gonna... spend six months making me feel guilty for liking my job, then propose to me, then two days later you tell me you slept with the woman who wants my job? I say fine. I say fine. Then six days after that you tell me you want to break off the engagement. Here's the thing, I think only one of us should be angry at a time, and I have a hunch it's going to be me. I think you're hung up on Casey. That's what this is That's about. That's what this is about. I'm not. You are. You don't cover it well. This is a cheap excuse to get out of marrying me, which you never wanted to do in the third place. And the only reason you proposed in the second place was out of guilt for having slept with Sally in the first place. You say fine. I sleep with Sally. You say fine. Casey sleeps with Sally. You have a level three nervous breakdown. You're calling off the engagement because I wasn't mad enough when I found out you were sleeping around. Let's do the whole thing all over again. This time I'll just beat the living crap out of you. I'm leaving. Don't go. Dana. Don't go. Oh, what the hell? Go. I think that was her name. Yeah, yep, it Sally. Is. Uh, and, uh, you know, I let you off the hook. And then he's like, you, sh- you shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been okay that I slept with someone else. Agreed. Then when you found out that Casey slept with her, you went nuclear. Had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And you have been over. ever since that event. Right? Yeah. So. He's, he's absolutely like, right. I agree. Yeah. He's not wrong. But, like, does he have to, like, drive to her in the middle of her no. road and break up with her in front of all of her co-workers? Very yeah. strange. Wait till she's not surrounded by people she knows. Yeah. She does drag him into her office to get, uh, talk more privately. But, uh, I'm yeah. sure she'll exit that office looking the same as she went in. Ugh, no tears. Was, no yeah, re- she, no, no, no anger face. Really upset, Ugh. and then she gets like weirdly fixated. And again, I don't know if this is an Aaron Sorkin thing with him admitting that she was funnier than he thinks she is, and he's not like a comedian or like a, a performer. Like I just don't know what that I don't know what that was about. It feels like a weird sticking point in their yeah, relationship where she thinks she's funny and women are funny. I mean, she is funny, but I don't know. Who cares what he thinks anyway? Who cares? I don't just didn't understand why. Maybe she really. Maybe it's just like I gotta win. 
God, I need one victory here. She's not having a good time. Yeah. Maybe, and plus, I guess in 1998, Mm -hmm. saying that on air had a little more impact than it does now where it seems totally out of place. That's true, where it's like, yes, obviously, she's funnier than you. And then immediately, Casey notices that her ring is not on her Well, first he interrupts Dan and Charlie, and uh, Dan's like, look, you gotta talk to your son, he's lying about the stats, blah, 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 and they have a conversation, and he tells them, like, I'm just, I don't want you to be embarrassed by me, because I'm not good at baseball. Say, listen, I think I know why Charlie's behaving a little strange. Really? Yeah, it's because you're a jackass. What do you, Casey, he can't play. You've seen him play. You know he can't play. What made you think all of a Wait, sudden... Wait, he lied to me? Yeah. You know what else? It's actually the first time in history that a son has lied to his father, so I would definitely go off the beat. Charlie! Casey. What? He's such a good little guy. Dad, it shouldn't be late for me Your to... Your mom can deal with it, and if she can't, she can learn how. Come with me, please. You know I don't like lying. There's no need for it, Charlie. Did you really think I was going to be mad at you because you didn't play one well a baseball game? I'm sorry. I got to find this out from Dan. And I also think you're old enough to have something more than I'm sorry. Dad, I can't play. And I lied because I didn't want to embarrass you. I'm sorry. That was really hard for you to say, wasn't it? You were scared during that. Yeah. Well, it didn't show. You were really calm and honest. But I knew you were scared anyway because I'm your father. I'm worried you might embarrass me. Man. There should be no doubt in anyone's mind that you're my son. And you can't even blame me because Grandpa started it. And I have a hunch his dad was no picnic either. So, Charlie, I am nipping this in the bud right now. Pay close attention. In your lifetime, you'll never embarrass me. It's not going to happen. You play baseball if you want to play baseball. And the only thing you have to do to make me and your mom happy is come home at the end of the day. In your lifetime, you'll never embarrass me. You know why? Because I'm your father. Who'd you think I was? And he says he's talking. Not possible. Like, whatever you're going to do, as long as you come home, your mom and I are going to be proud of you. End of story. It's a sweet moment. Yeah. It's a a really good speech. It's really sweet. At first, I thought he was going to just yell at him. No, he was like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. He'd start. I'm like, nope, you you did well there. It was very Peter Krause uh, circa parenthood. I saw a little bit of uh, parenthood character in there where he's like, but I love you. It's like, uh, so sad but yes then he notices he asks about uh, Dana not wearing her ring she says it's at the cleaners she's like okay we're taking this picture uh, and then the film like literally explodes out of the camera yep and the as she's once again up there checking the camera the flash also blows up and then Dan also notices she's not wearing her ring and this is again something that like bumped for me is like that they both would notice so yeah. so quickly like, it just doesn't crazy. make any sense. I don't know. If one of you had a wedding ring on 
and suddenly stop wearing it, I would notice. No, you wouldn't. Are you kidding For me? For sure you wouldn't. No. Are you kidding I, me? Yes. I don't know if I, I would. absolutely I would. Okay, I'm going to start wearing a ring all the time. Would you also, like, I, no, 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 no. You can't just start wearing a ring. You have to be engaged. Like, it has, oh, to, be it has a, to be like a it's an important ring. item Got where you. you've made an announcement. And then if it suddenly vanishes, like if you're just wearing like a, a piece of jewelry, that's I'd buy that Casey might notice it, but that Dan would notice it so quickly as from well. that far away again. Like I just I don't buy it. He is always watching them. Yeah, that is always true. Always watching them. Uh, yeah. So then she freaks out and she screams about getting broken up with and like how her life is shit. And she needs one good thing to happen, and it's just uh, it's really upsetting. And then what happens, Isaac? Isaac. Hey, where's your ring? It's at the cleaners. It's not at the cleaners, you idiot. There's no such thing as an overnight ring cleaners. Gordon and I broke up, which is just the most recent in a series of recent humiliations, and I'm okay with it. I can take it, but this is really the living end. I have seen enough to know that I have seen enough. Now I want something good to happen. I want something good to happen before the day is over, and I'll be the judge of what's good. One good thing before the day is over. I swear that's all I want. Hey, lady. Are you thinking about getting my show on the air anytime soon? Isaac. He's back. He's back. He's on a little bit of a crutch, but he's okay. And He looks good. The for boys who's like, just had give a him shit and call him names for being out for so long. Just like, oh, you should have recovered faster. <laughs> like, what are you? Some kind of, like, not whatever. Anyway, it was really sweet. They're so sweet. Yeah. And you can tell, like, you know, the because fact that they it, it's wrote real. The scene in. And that that really happened, and they really did miss him for all that time, right? It's just like, it sucks, yeah. But, yeah, he's okay. Everything's going to be okay. He Tell wants us to they know look good. when the friggin' show is going to start. Like, hello, what are you doing? Yeah, Taking pictures. And, uh, yeah, she takes the picture. Film was in backwards. Um, and then Casey laughs at Dana's hilarious joke, so we know. The episode's over. <laughs> That too, uh, but unlike Gordon, he knows that she's funny. Yeah, there we go. I guess that's That's there's the whole reason they set it up previously because he's really the guy for her, not fucking Gordon. No, Gordon is. Well, yeah. Bye, Gordon. I want to watch the intervening episodes and see who this woman was that came in and just like tore this place apart because she's gone. Rebecca, yeah, or Gordon? No, um, the woman that. Gordon Cheetah. Oh, Sally. The rival Sally, yes. Because mm-hmm. yes. she's clearly out of the picture for now. not like Sally. I can tell you that. Nah. Recurring in second season? She's, uh, I don't know if she comes back after this. I don't think that's so. A, that's a great character. It's definitely possible. They have a lot of um, people that kind of come in and out of different episodes that are like other sportscasters and like in their, you know, people they would see right on a regular basis. Do they do a lot of stunt casting on this show? Like real sports casting? No, but, like uh, no, not that I remember. I don't think they ever got big enough to be able to get that stuff. There's like a lot of people that are famous now and you're like, Oh my God, look who it is. But they weren't famous then. <laughs> it's cool. All right. Are you guys ready for I your am. quiz? I'm I so ready. Wait. Okay. Uh, question one. Okay. How and when does Dan meet Rebecca? Hmm. A, episode two, when he forces Casey out to meet women. (laughs) B, episode 10, when he appears on The View and she does his makeup. C, episode 14, when she supposedly flirts with him in the elevator at work. Or D, episode 22, when she serves him and Casey at their favorite 24-hour diner. Wow. Wow. I that have my answer. Is, uh, mm. It's B. 
It's my answer. B is your answer. I will take a different answer. I'm going to say it's A. Okay. I was torn between A and B, and I think C happened. It is C. Oh. Ah, I thought it would have happened. In episode 14, when she she's in a cabin. After they had already met. The network, and they meet in an elevator, and he thinks that she flirted with him, and then he feels bad that he didn't follow up. So he, like, sends Jeremy to, like set them up on a date yeah oh, and he like becomes great. like creepy obsessed with her but it then, was the word supposedly <laughs> he breaks up with her or no she breaks up with him to go back to her husband who i think is also a sportscaster maybe oh i okay. can't be wrong about that part Intriguing. i see all right that's uh zero zero people question two what happens the first night dana is put in charge after isaac's stroke a someone calls in a bomb threat B, Casey and Dan are trapped in the elevator and Jeremy and Natalie have to do the show. C, Gordon proposes to Dana live on air. D, Dana and Casey have sex in Isaac's office. E, all of the above. Oh, that's crazy. I'm going with E, all of the above. It always has to be E, all of the above, but I'm just going to say D. What if it was a Hannah trap? <laughs> it has been once before. It has been Hannah Trump's Once before. before. She does And that this. was the one time I said all of the above and it wasn't. I remember this. Yeah. So vividly. I remember it vividly That's why too. I'm going to go with D. I'm still going with E because she doesn't do it often. It's A. Someone calls <laughs> it a bomb threat. <laughs> that was the worst answer. Uh, well, and the one I didn't want to go with at all. So it was a trap. Uh, none of those, so other, did really none of those other things happened. You Hannah did much trap. better than okay. Aaron Sorkin. Still zero, zero. <laughs> Question three. What does Dan get reprimanded for doing on air? What does Dan get reprimanded for for doing on air? There should be two fours in that sentence. There definitely wasn't. But you did it the second time. Thank you. A, singing happy birthday to Casey, costing the network royalty money. (laughs) B, publicly rooting for the LA Dodgers against the home team Yankees, upsetting fans of the show. C, bad-mouthing a major sponsor when their spokesman is found guilty of domestic assault. D, punching Casey in the face. Ooh. I'm torn between two of them. These are all really good. Yeah, he did do one, only one of these things on air. Coming up against the sponsor sounds like more of a Casey thing than a Dan thing, so yeah. I'm going to skip over that. Uh, they are due to punch each other at some point. I'm going to go... I'm going with D. Yeah, I'm torn I'm, between... Can you repeat B again? B is publicly rooting for the LA Dodgers against the home team Yankees, upsetting fans of the sounds show. Sounds fun. I'm going with that. Okay, so you're saying I'm B. I'm saying B. You're saying D. Yeah. It's A, singing Ooh, happy birthday, geez. costing the network. See, I was going to go with C or B. And then the whole episode is they water, they they try to write a birthday song of their own. Is that the A plot? Yes. That's, that's the A plot of Sports Night? Insane. Probably the B plot. That's I should hope so. Yeah. That's, like a, <laughs> really that's like the camera. Here is the, are you also shooting for zero for zero? Yes. Yeah, that's my thing, thank you. <laughs> Question four. What is the current status? Hannah's going to get to keep this donut. <laughs> yes, I'm so hungry right Hannah's now. Have we ever donut. not gotten one? It's single? happened. Yeah, that's true. We've gotten zero. It's happened. Uh, what is the current status of Jeremy and Natalie's relationship in the finale? Jeremy and Natalie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. A, yes. they are currently pretending not to be totally into each other. Jeremy's Joshua? Yes. Okay, yes. Thank you. The one she said was cute when they yes. when she wanted to hire him. Yes. Yes. The one freaking out. B, they have just recently begun openly flirting at work. C, they went on their first date mid-season. D, they have dated, fallen in love, met the parents, broken up, and gotten back together. Zero options. Mid-season. God, why is this quiz so hard? I don't know what this to think This is driving me crazy. 
It's also a lot of spoilers, but I'm whatever. Uh, did you go first? I mid She did. She you said did? mid-season C. I'm going with the full relationship back together. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> yes, they're well, they're clearly in love. He repeatedly tries to break up with her, and she won't let him. Now wow, that is great. Yeah. Good. Okay, it is one one nothing. This is your only chance to tie it up. Question five, and this is kind of a dumb question. I definitely (laughs) should have gotten a nanny question, but I don't think anything happened with the nanny. How many rundown meetings do they have daily? We saw one rundown meeting. That was like a fucking shit show. A, five. B, four. C, three. D, two. Or E, one. Oh, wow. Mm. Four. I'm also going to go with four. Damn it, that's just cheating so that you'll have the same answer. You're right. I'm going to go with A. No, it's no. the right answer. So oh. I can't. That's not That's not fair. What? What? Saskia is Pierce giving me one. an offer. See, I, it in is that four. case, I should not have answered first because you can just copy my answer. Yeah, but, but you that did doesn't that to mean yourself. it's right. <laughs> All right. Pierce no, is one. but it's assuring. I'm it's one. assuring. Unless yeah. Saskia can answer the bonus question. Here we go. How much time has passed between the pilot and... And the finale. Okay. One moment. For the donut. Eight months, two weeks. Beers? Price is uh, right rules. I don't know what that means. It means you have to be closest without going over. Right. Okay. I will go I feel like it's with... much less now because of the six-week stroke. Stop getting... Mm, she's right. <laughs> she's right. I'm going to go with six months. Oh, there you go. What? In the pilot episode, when Casey talks about Charlie, he specifically says he's seven, and in the finale, he's, he's ten. nine. He was, I thought he was ten. So like, it's been at least 13 months, insane. although Aaron Sorkin legendarily does not pay any attention to these things, so that's probably not true, but that's what the answer I'm going with, because he says seven and nine, so that's crazy. That's he could have been like almost eight. Yeah. It could be up to two years. Yeah. That's it can't possibly bizarre. be. Yeah. Well, especially if he's been gone most of the season. Yeah, and right? it's, only it's only been six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Well, he had a stroke six weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. So, well, not most of the season. I think it's like my qu- the last yeah. eight episodes, maybe. So six weeks. Eight episodes encompasses six weeks. Yeah. Right? Sometimes. So or maybe there a was a huge time jump. jump somewhere because something happened. That's entirely Maybe mid season finale. Or they just forgot how old they said he was in the pilot and they didn't care to look it up. When this was airing, would this be one of those shows where they have like a month off or something between 12 apps? Uh, no, not back then. There was 23 of them. It would have been on they every single been, week yeah. for, TV keeps for changing. forever. Here, All right, you guys can share it. We'll Here you go. It. So open it up. See what it is. You did get the only question Ooh, right. It's a creme that's brulee. That's It's not. No, it's lemon uh, meringue. meringue. It's a lemon meringue. Yeah. The creme brulee is crunchy atop. You're right. It doesn't have any uh, doesn't got stuff on the top. Well, good news, Saskia. You don't like a lemon meringue? I'm not a big lemon guy. I'm not a big piece. I'm not a big lemon guy. I don't want it. You like lemon more than anyone. uh, I I do love lemon. I know you love lemon. We'll share it. You like a good lemon loaf. We'll all share it. I love everything lemon. I like lemon lemon curd. See. That's yummy. A lemon poppy seed loaf is delicious. I will take a poppy seed. I would prefer the non poppy seed lemon loaf. What? I agree. Definitely. I don't have time for this. All right, we are about to pick our 100th show. Yeah. Because of this, I have opened up the list. Mm -hmm. It is back to all of the insanity. So we could get another Manimal. We could get another Waltons. Don't! We we could get another Zoe 101. 
I can't watch another Manimal. Okay. Well, you didn't have to watch the first I didn't one. Have you to. did that by choice. Yes, and I regretted it. Don't hey. don't regret things like that. I have They're already eye-opening. picked two numbers, and I do not know what they are. Okay. Uh, it is between one and eight hundred and fifty-eight. Oh I have God. picked ninety-eight and seven hundred and seventy-seven. Okay. You two will also pick two numbers each, and then we will decide Ari-Gun. what our one hundredth show. Is gonna be okay. I'm going with 858. 858. And, and, yeah. And 42. Oh, that's so long. I gotta go with eight. Hold on. 42. I'm playing the field. So. You guys are both high and low. Uh huh. I'm gonna 404. Oh no, 405. Sorry. 405. 405. And then uh, 691. Okay. 691. We got a spread. Okay. You keep track. Tell okay. me which one to go to first. Okay. We're going to start at the bottom with 42. No, start. Okay. Go up. Cool, cool, cool. We can do that. 42. Oh my God. So far. 42 is The Black Donnellys. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I have seen that show. Okay. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very Irish. It It's like they're in Chicago, but they're like Irish. And they like God. shoot each other. Right. There's yeah. hot boys. Lots of hot boys. All right. I will give you that. Not selling it. Let's not see that what else great. we got. We could do better than that. 42. Let's see what number 98 is. Okay. Number 98 is the Young Riders. Okay, I'm gonna what? put in a good one for this one. My mom what? was obsessed with this show when I was a kid. Like weirdly, <laughs> I, I can't even explain why. It's a romance western. It's, I think you guys would love it. It's about like way back in the day when they they like news traveled by like horseback. Yeah, yeah. And these young boys are all like employed, and they like have to. They're like messengers. I could never get into it. I thought my mom was super weird for watching it, but I would love to watch it now and yes. just like see what the fuck was going on. <sighs> like which I'm, man she was like obsessed with because it must have been about a dude on that show for sure I don't know what it was ooh we could have her on the show no yes mother welcome the mother. mother let's talk about she was good she'll die of happiness alright what are our other options the next one is 405 oh we skipped a lot yes, there was no did. 200s come on I saw Deadwood go by in a flash. Oh, it's gone. 405 is Smash, the drama musical. What the hell? That's a mm. legendarily bad show. Yeah, what the but fuck? But that might be fun to watch yeah. just, just because it's really bad. You remember that? It was like Smash. they were writing a Broadway musical. It has Catherine McPhee-Fee in it <laughs> and Deborah Messing. Oh, so it's like they have a Smash hit, not about Smash the Musical done as a TV show. Like what? Smash the Musical is like the drum Oh, you mean Stomp? Anything. Stomp. You're right. <laughs> I was stomp. like, what? That's so confusing. I was like, that's Yes, crazy. they're trying to write a smash. It's about Marilyn Monroe. I don't know. I, it's I don't really real shows. Yes. I, again, I'd be happy to watch it. Here's I, the poster. I never finished it. I, I, I don't know I, about that. It was this really boring, but gone. it was like, it's pretty, it's got a lot to talk about. Damn it, 405, okay. I had a good feeling about oh, you. Oh, look how close Beverly Hills 1902 was. Oh, thank I thought I had deleted God, all the teen dramas yeah. off here well, last night. Yeah, Shoot. I've, I've already seen that. Yeah. 691. Okay, 691. 691 is Eastbound and Down. Which I'm currently in the middle of the third season of, and I fucking hate it. A show that, yeah, Sassy and I are not fans of. I don't think I'd much rather go out on Young Riders than Eastbound. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing this. I liked Eastbound. I hate it. Such a boy show. Season three is worse, and I can't. I cannot get through a single episode. I mean, it's it's supposed to be a cringe comedy, though. Yeah, but. Right? But you know, that's. 
I can't. With that. I, I kind of <laughs> that's, yeah. didn't hate season two when he was in Mexico. I'm like, this is kind of different. And yeah. he was kind of not his douchey self because he had like yeah, crisis he was of suffering. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can stand this. And then season, season three started. I'm like, this is the worst the show has been. And like times times a thousand. I'm like, we've now taken maybe the th- like two months he's, to get through season five. He's three. a complete animal. Hate it. And I love Vice For Principals. I, yeah, and I love him. But I yeah, don't like either is, of those shows. He's funny. In Vice, he's, sorry, did you say Vice Principals? I love Vice Principals. I hate Vice Principals. I love Vice Principals. I just turned it right off. I'm I like, I it. cannot stand no, thank this. you. And we, anyway, I love both of those guys. Exactly. How is it he's bounded down? It's out. We're out. One away from Entourage and, and two away from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, all of this was terrible. Like, so God damn close. it. I would rather watch He's Bounded Down than Entourage. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. What's my problem? No. Yeah. <laughs> he's allowed to think that. Check the next they're both, number. They're both extremely douchey. Yes. Even, even if he watched the pilot and finale of Entourage, that's it wouldn't be enough. Like no, You got a deep dive really to wouldn't. really get why people actually like that I show. tried. I did try that. I watched like a few episodes and Jacob tried to show me. He even time. showed me the Joshua Jacob Tree episode. Yes, I yeah. like Entourage now. Me too. I have seen it in, in its entirety in the last yeah, two years. You, because you've seen it in its entirety, you Two love Days it. in the Valley is Yeah, like but it only so took like good. half a season for me to actually no, fall yeah, in love with it. Season one is great. Maybe just, less. You want to like give it some time. They're pretty charming. Anyways, we're and not watching Entourage. Number 777. Oh, that was me. I picked that yeah. one. Good number. We only have two left, you guys. one. It's going to be Young Riders. Yeah. The New Adventures of Old Christine. That's, we love her. Yeah, Julia. Julia. Sitcom. I've never seen it. I still got to say, I'd rather see Young Riders. <laughs> it's so, it yeah. sounds bizarre. We have not had a Western. Deadwood? No, we, we never, never had Deadwood. Deadwood. We never did no, Deadwood. The okay. closest we came was definitely was... the Michael Landon one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have one final number remaining, and that is Piers Ray's 858. Last on the list. Let's see what we got. Come on. Love Inc. Oh, you picked the last one? Yeah. Yeah, Love Inc. Yeah, I don't. I saw UPN. There's no way that's good. I don't even know what Love Inc. is. I, uh, I don't know if it's comedy or a reality show or anything. Okay. I saw that last night, and I was like, well, hopefully no one picks that one. Well, silly Let's me. Let's look it up one sec. It's from 2005. But I'm, I'm going to look up the Young it's Riders. It's got like right, a 4.5, so it can't be any good. Cupid's apprentice decides to sabotage his master's plan when the woman he loves is to be matched with another man. Oh, well, I don't hate that. At least it's on a reality show. 60 minutes. Josh Brolin! So many good people are in it, yeah. Okay. It's really weird. Amazing show. That's, How many seasons was it on for? This was on for. Let's wait, 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 wait. So you said 2005? Uh, Love Inc. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I was looking at the 2009 Love Inc. 2005 Love Inc. Busy Phillips. Oh, what's the plot? Uh, a successful dating consultant, Busy Phillips, can't seem to find love for herself. Oh, see? That's not as bad as it sounds. I didn't even know that existed. Since... How many episodes? Like 12. Uh, great question. Why won't it show me? Ugh, the finale is a two-parter. Well, let's do it. Let's just let's do it. Let's commit Gathering to the Clouds hundreds. Part 1 and Gathering Clouds Part 2. My I'm, mom has it on DVD. She can send it to us. I'm okay, talking about Young happening. Riders. Yes. Yeah, we're okay. talking about Young Riders. Great. I am into Young Riders. Oh my god. Bread Cullen? Okay, guys. Tune in next time. Melissa Leo! Uh, when we watch <laughs> The Young Riders, my yes. mom's favorite show. It's really great. Uh, thank you for listening. And yes, guys, you think everyone should check out Sports Night? Absolutely. Even this though it's like show. a bit dated yes. and a and little bit off. 
A lot of great TV's dated. This holds up though. Yeah. Like this is really it never stops moving. And the, the relationships are great. are great, and that that's what makes it a good show. Yes, it's like what he says in the first episode is like you know we love you, and they're not afraid to be like we love you. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really good. Yes. All right, well, thank you so much, guys. Woo-hoo. Hope Bye. you enjoyed Bye. it. Bye.